Hi, Mamas. Or Mamas to be. I'm Kayla. And I'm Tara. And welcome, welcome to, to Motherhood, motherhood Leaked. We're two first time mums leaking unfiltered tales of motherhood. Being there, getting there, and possibly getting lost along the way. Let's, Let's chat. chat. May contain swearing. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Motherhood Leaked. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Tara. How are you going? Well, I feel like that's a big question after the week I've had, but I will just say um, my voice sounds a little off today because I didn't lose my voice last week. Yes. But yes. Last week was one of those weeks and I feel like I've come on here often and been like, oh, it's just one of those whirlwind weeks, but it was a yeah. very much so a whirlwind week on a personal level. But in saying that, there has been many glimmers of greatness in it and the one being that yesterday even I was able to let Elliot watch TV while I read a book yeah sitting beside him so I was with him but he watched TV for like an hour and a half and I read my book yeah and I had those little thoughts of guilt popping up but just allowed it and it was yeah. great and he was happy and my cup got full and I think that like after the week I had that was great <laughs> yeah that's it and I think the guilt is always like I just feel like I was saying to you it's so ingrained in us to feel guilty for doing oh. things like that and giving ourselves space and time Definitely. that we just you know, it's just there and we've just got to learn to live with it. Exactly. You learn know, unless to... we can completely eradicate it, which yeah. would be lovely. Yeah, well, wouldn't that be great? Would but be yeah, good. I think you're right. It's like you can fight it and I could have been like, oh, no, I can't do that. And like yeah. I should be playing with him outside. And then really what happens is we get agitated and we haven't yeah. given ourselves what we need and we can't be as present with them. So, yeah, yeah, it was great yeah. in terms of that. So that was good. How was your week? Yeah. Look, mine's been a bit similar. Like it's been a whirlwind in mm. a sense. It's been like really good moments and really low moments. Maybe there's just um, something happening energetically in the world because... I think so. <laughs> it feels like that's exactly it the does. perfect way to describe the week that was. Yeah. I've had my mum here, so that's been mm-hmm. awesome. Um, oh, I've just loved it and she's leaving tomorrow. Oh, my God, oh, that I'm went gonna so fall fast. Apart. It went so fast. Oh, my God. And even Brenton said, God, like, I just love having your mum here. He's like, should we just call the airport and, like, cancel her flight? <laughs> We'll just put oh it my, out to the oh, universe. Yeah. Ready? Close your eyes. Everyone, <laughs> no joke. Everyone, the people listening. If you, yep. Well, the reason she has to, she would stay <laughs> yeah. because my sister's having her due for her baby any minute now. Oh, yeah. Mum so has to go that. home. Yeah. And mum doesn't want to go home because Melbourne weather is shit and they just had an earthquake. So, hello. Did, wait, what? Did you not? Tara, this is how bad the week. Yeah, this is how bad the week's been. <laughs> okay. What? Melbourne had an earthquake. When? Uh, like two days ago, Whoa, maybe? Yeah, wild. it was like 3.8. It was huge. And all my like my friends have all sending me videos of like their night like their baby cameras, monitors, like full shaking. Oh my it's gosh. Insane. It was pretty full on. That is wild. So go Queensland. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're fine here. To, yeah, it was, this is Melbourne's second one in like two years, I think. Wow. So that's pretty scary. Yeah. Um but I just wanted to give a quick trigger warning, um, just for themes of mental health and um suicide and things. I just wanted to um put a bit of a PSA out there I guess because I did uh, attend a friend's funeral this week Um, it was online um, and that was why it was good to have my mum here because she was my support Um, Mm. but I just wanted people to check on their happy friends and check on the the positive friends and um, you know I had to watch the funeral online because it was a friend from Melbourne that I grew up with really close Um, I hadn't seen her in a long time I mean she messaged me for my birthday on Facebook I think a couple of months ago Mm. Um, but you know when these things happen you you know takes you back and I would say it was part of my formative years I know they say the formative years are like when you're younger in primary school but I feel like your formative years are when you like really grow and learn and like she was just a big part of my life she was a little pocket rocket always happy um go lucky kind of like you know just filled the room she was in and it was used to be quite funny because I was the tallest in the group and she was the shortest but we were such good friends and we just looked like the odd couple um and she even attended came overseas with my family and me um because her mum wanted to have her first overseas trip and didn't think she'd ever be able to take her so she came away with me and my family which was awesome and we snuck out in Austria and you know met some cute boys in Vienna (laughs) and I just wanted to you know she's um got two beautiful daughters 
And I just wanted to, yeah, put it out there. Um, Brody, we will miss you. And, um, yeah, I just think everyone should check on your happy friends this week because sometimes people are struggling and you don't know. Um, so, yeah, I just I feel think- like it wouldn't be truthful if we came if I came on here and been like, oh, it's been the best week, which it has because yeah. my mum's been here. But it's also, you know, people, really we have week. tough times. We grieve yeah. and we have we lose people and... Um, so yeah, I will dedicate this, um, episode to Brody. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just so important for, we've always said that this podcast was about, um, showing the reality of motherhood, but also life. Like, and and this is life and that we, I think there is this, um, armor that we all put on ourselves as mothers, particularly, but just as people to like, just push on in life, you know, and not face, even if you're facing hard things, you can't even share it with your friends, you know, it was like. I think it's just, yeah, nice for anyone who's listening who's maybe going through a hard time themselves to mm. know that it's okay to not be okay. Like, yeah. to find someone to talk to. and That's it. And that's the thing. You don't have to open up to everybody. But no. if there's one person you can chat to or just reach out to, then um, I think it's worth Yeah, and for that, I will say our, our DMs, I know our community on our Instagram is always small, but if anyone is ever in need like our our inbox is always open absolutely if you don't feel like you have anyone but yeah yeah so um I think it's great that we can share that here and just for the fact that yeah both of us really had a rough week and yeah if anything I'm glad that you could be a part of my rough week and rough journey um yeah. this last last week I will say that Elliot and my family like Troy and I are fine but it's just yeah. was a big week but um I know when you told me about Brody you did tell me how she was like the happy one the put together yeah. one the strong one yeah and definitely for for me this week, again, it, it has has really pointed to that fact of people just don't suspect those types of people to have problems. Yeah. They think how, like they're, they're the it. put together ones, you yeah. know. Um, and then because of that, yeah, they're often the last to be checked on. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they carry a lot of people usually because they're the ones reaching out and definitely. like giving their, you know, um, emotional I often, support. I often think too sometimes when those type of people reach out, I'm speaking from my own experience yeah. here, when it, even I speak up, to certain family members and things like that or even my husband in the past he's definitely knows me a lot better now since going into motherhood about how you know I'm not necessarily as strong as I might look Mm. um I feel like even some for some of these women particularly um who speak up and say I'm not okay it's like people don't even really take it seriously because sometimes those women don't even know how to ask for help that's it yeah um so just yeah if you are if you even if you're not struggling if you have a friend like check on them and yeah and be those listening ears, but um, yeah, yeah. That's I it. think that's just a. Just I think we should just take a, a breath. Yeah, we should just take a, a deep breath. <laughs> so we thought in this episode we might just have a little catch up because um, yeah. it has been a bit of a week for both of us. Um, yeah, we had a few guests. We've obviously had two awesome yeah. episodes with our guests, and um, we've had such great feedback, and we like appreciate all our listeners and the feedback that we're getting. Um, and then this week it's just back to good old Kayla and Tara. Just back to us and back to a bit of a regroup. Um, yeah. So. In my craziness of the week, something that um, in it, it's actually funny to look back on now. <laughs> I said to Tara, um, "Have you ever th- did you buy that um, magic sand from Aldi?" And Tara's like, "Oh, the kinetic sand." Kinetic sand, I love that shit. Yeah. So, uh, as soon as yeah. she said that, I was like, "Really? Like what?" Because you know? this little tub of five dollar. I just want to say <laughs> hell <laughs> literally caused chaos yeah, in my chaos. front yard in my crazy week. So I'm thinking like this would be great sensory activity. Great. Like when I first pulled it out, I'm like, this is great. Like I, love, I personally love it. It's like a sensory thing. It's calming even yeah. for me. You know, I put it on like a, um, like I'm not silly. Like I didn't do it in the house and on the carpet, but like I did Praise it out me. the front. <laughs> oh my God. But I did it out the front. I put yeah. it on like a little table thing. Okay. 
It's on the concrete. It's right next to the grass where I think I can just hose it to, you know. This How'd shit work out? <laughs> never dies. Like <laughs> I have hosed it. I have gurneyed. I have... I think I'm at the point where I need to vacuum it. I'm pretty I'm sure like, if you hose it, it just makes it grow. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I, don't know. I, just, I kind of just, well, I asked Troy, I'm like, do I just hose it? He's like, yeah, it's sand. Yeah. It'll just like Dis- go, dissipate. disappear. Yeah. yeah. No, mm. um, it didn't. And then something in my mind thought it would be great to add to the chaos instead oh. of, you know, making life a little easier for me. I Learning. also bought a second tub, not at, not at different times, bought them at the same time, called Cotton Sand. Now, if anyone shopped it out in the last couple of months, they sold it like together, like as in... Not a see, pack, I didn't but say, I got the I got the kinetic sand. We've got a ton of that. Yeah, but we did not. I did not see the cotton sand. When you explained well, it to me, I'm like, I have not seen this. Look, blessing and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it actually. Again, it was really cool to play with. I'm like this. Yeah. So think of it as like play-doh that's really stretchy, like okay, silly yeah. string, almost stretchy, like right. looking in consistency when you really pull it apart. Yeah. I'm like this stuff's cool. I'm like Elliot's loving it. I'm loving it. And I give him a little bit more because I'm again not that silly. Like I know I'll give him a little bit at a time, and it escalated really quickly. <laughs> and now my whole front garden is oh covered in it, silly string. <laughs> and ironically, or universally gifted, was left a little like um, gardening service um, card in my, oh my letterbox. Gosh. And I looked at it before I <laughs> entered this experience, and I was like, I wonder if you can like just. Um, get them to approach the silly string situation with the sand. I thought they might have walked past your house and saw all the cotton sand hanging around going, well, we need to give this woman a card because she's been cotton sand. Or they just knew it was going to happen. I don't know. But anyway, that um, I would, I don't know. Look, Tara said to me when I told her this story before we started recording that, you know, she puts a, a mat down. I do put a mat down. So look, that was my only thing. But in saying that, that stuff got pegged everywhere. Like a yeah. two-year-old, it, it's not staying on the mat. Yeah, look, and I must be. I was saying to Kayla that I have found, like Bo had stepped here, we wore his slippers out there. And he'd been walking it through the house and I was finding like these little, they look like worms, really thin <laughs> ones of kinetic sand. Uh, but at least it stayed together. It's, it was very easy to pick up and throw out. Um, but it is. I've, I think I get more enjoyment out of it him, like, than him sometimes. Oh, it's definitely. a really nice like feeling. Oh, yeah. I did too. I like making the little, like, because I bought the little, um, like, not stencils. Like the oh, yes. Like the dough tool um, tools. I bought, I've got those. Yeah. So I like too, you make them. the little castles and you make little houses and Elliot was just pegging Just destroy it them. Like, yeah. Bo never. Yeah. Yep. Gone, done, he likes so. to look at them for like a second, but it's definitely more our thing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you mind them? What do you? How do you feel about mixing the colours of sand? I only bought one colour, so does that say? Oh, okay. Does <laughs> that? Is that oh, well, we've got like a multi-colour. I don't care about the colour mixing, yeah. but it was funny because he'll mix like we've mixed the colour of the kinetic sand, but then we've got play-doh, and I bought it. Um, Spotlight had it for like a dollar the other day, so I oh, bought I a couple of tubs. Yeah. Probably super poisonous, but just check the ingredients. Oh, this please. kinetic sand is definitely not non-toxic. I'm like yep. used to be before I had kids, like the most non-toxic, clean person you yep. ever meet. As soon as I smelt and felt this thing, I was like, this is not good for the skin. And of course, but the it's kids like, are happy. Oh. Anyway, yeah. So you, you're a mixer. Yeah, I'm definitely a mixer. And but the funny thing is, he'll mix the kinetic sand, but he's play-doh. He keeps separate. Oh, I don't know what it is, but he keeps. I was watching last night. I'm like, you have not mixed the play-doh, and I'm very impressed. Like, yeah, wow. I wonder what that is. I don't know. Maybe it's a preference start of OCD. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Not that I have it, as you can tell from my beautifully clean house. Oh, my God. Tara has way, high, way too high expectations. I'm looking around her house right oh, now. Oh, no, things are like, hid. My house is one of those houses that you hide everything in, like, the crevices. Like, oh, it's I'm not, like that too. Yeah, it's yeah, just like doors are shut, open cupboards. I feel like we need to do a poll on that. Like, I feel like there's two types of people. There's the, yeah. like, it looks tidy and the cupboards are, like. Yes. Actually, no, I reckon there's three. Okay, let me rephrase. First person, like we, like us. Yeah. You look around the house. Yeah. It's tidy. It's things neat. have their spot. It's neat. It's yeah. clean. 
you open a cupboard and it might fall out oh, of yeah. the cupboard. <laughs> you don't open the cupboard. Yeah, That's just my don't, advice. Just don't. <laughs> and then there's the second type of person who is just absolute OCD. Open the cupboard. It's like yeah, yeah. Mar- Maria, what's her name? Kondo. What's it? What's Mary Kondo. Yep. Well, yes. She's slipped apparently. Just oh. so everyone who Mary Kondo, she's like changed her tune. Oh, what's Google wow. it. Yeah. I okay, just, I read something to go about and it. check that out. Just so you know, if you feel in pressure to feel like Mary Kondo, just check. She's, yeah, she's, she's gone off back. the rails. She's gone off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Her cupboards may not be so neat these days. I'm wow. just saying. Putting it out there. Okay, that was a plot t- twist. Yeah, I was plot twist. And sorry. Okay, piece. so back to, we won't use her example. Let's just use like the Instagram, home, TikTok, the home editor, organizer. Yeah, organi- exactly. Everything's organized in its place. There's yeah. that person. And then there's just your shit show yeah. of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> either one is all actually fine. You're not a bad person. Definitely. I am A. I yeah. you are A. I wonder I'm what a. I wonder how you know people fall in this. Well, Brenton sent me a thing because you know I always talk about being undiagnosed ADHD, mm-hmm. and it was like one of the things that explains ADHD. Yes, and he's like people who put piles of things everywhere or start like collections of things yeah. that just shit and like be like I'll need that soon or something. Yeah. And I've got a desk over there, like a work school desk. And I literally, it's just I don't even know if you looked. It's shocking. It's got piles of books and like. <laughs> Play-Doh is sitting there at the moment. Um, I've got a few journals, bows, pens. Yeah. It is hectic. And Brendan like to send me photos of my little clumps. <laughs> I do have a lot of clumps everywhere. Yeah. Like, I don't know me. if I've got clumps like that. I'm just thinking to my house, like, I have got, like, I'll start rent. Actually, maybe I do. <laughs> yeah, look, Kayla's like, oh, yeah, I see my box I of crap. That. But, yeah, like, because I have little corners of places where I'll just, like, not yeah. corners, but, like, yeah, I do do that. I'm like, yeah. why wouldn't I just put it away? But I get too yeah. like, busy, so then I'll just. I've got, like, a box on the kitchen bench which has, like, keys in it and then things I pull out of my handbag. And then it just accumulates Thanks. into random shit like jewellery yeah. that I've had more. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Remember how I said we go off on tangents occasionally? Yeah, here we are. Here and we I'm are. still just ticking in the back of my mind about um, – what is her name? Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo, yeah. Look, I don't know the ins and outs, obviously. I'm not like an entertainment wow, reporter. I guess that but just goes to show she was at the pinnacle of her career based on organisation and now I'm yeah. really curious. Yeah, so now people need to look into that. If, if anyone knows the ins and outs of Marie Kondo's whereabouts or what made her go off the rails, let us know. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> So, what else has been coming up for you? Um, what has been? So, Brent, oh my God, because my mum's here, we've mm-hmm. been like, we're going to go out for dinner and a movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so good. Like, because we used to go to the movies all the time. I've harped on about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's one thing we're doing while mum's here. Um, so, I, we went to, we went all out and went to Guzman. <laughs> I love that. Very extravagant um, night out. Well, we went to Dendi Cinemas. They had $8 tickets. You know, at the new Southport Centre. Yes. Um, it's a really cool cinema. So we went there and I was I Googled what was on and it said this film Limbo and I'm like, awesome, I'm going to Google the trailer. Mm-hmm. And it, I when I Googled it, I was like, it's very Brenton and I. It's like a bit of a dramedy about, um, you know, it was about refugees, but it was like had comedy with heart and it yep. looked so good. Anyway, Brenton and I, we're all chuffed, we go to the movies, have our dinner, get in there and the movie starts and it's in black and white and it says Screen Australia. And I'm like, oh, I said, I think we're in the wrong cinema, Brenton, like check your ticket. Pulls out the ticket and he's like, no, we're definitely in the right cinema. And I'm like, oh, okay. The trailer wasn't black and white. Also wasn't filmed in Australia. Uh, Starting to think that I've got something mixed up here. (laughs) Anyway, the movie was called Limbo and it was an Australian film. Dark as they get. They're really dark. There wasn't even one tune in it. There wasn't any music. Oh, my God, what? It got like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it was very artistically. um, Simon Baker was in it. But after the week I'd had, I wanted to watch something that was a bit uplifting. Yes. This was not. This was like. Oh, dear. Yeah. This was not. And the ending, 
I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but I just felt a bit disappointed by the whole entire thing. Probably because I sat there going, what the fuck is happening? Like, Was there that part of you as well that's like, oh, we made this time to go and do it. Yes. Like, We're at the movies finally together and now it's this. Yeah. And look, there was a part of me that was also a bit like excited, like, oh, well, maybe this is like the universe mm. throwing me bone, but like, it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to be like, oh, look what I accidentally picked. <laughs> um, no, it was. Brenton enjoyed it. Um, but like I said, it was just really dark. Not one song, not one bit of music. It was just really silent. And you sat through the whole thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I had to. I felt bad. I don't like leaving movies early. It's my big thing. Okay. Um, but it was the quietest movie and I had like Maltesers and bloody <laughs> M&M things. Like, seriously, like I was waiting for the noise. You know when you wait for the noisy part of the movie and like yeah. a car's going to go past and I so can like open. Go, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. Like oh I'm God. talking crickets. There was like three words in this so movie. So they would have heard like that oh my as God. you like bit Yeah. Out. Brenton was looking at like side-eying me when I'm eating my – because you don't put one M&M in your mouth. You put a no. whole thing. And I was just like crunch, crunch. And he's just like eyeing me off like shut up. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, it's a silent movie. I can't help it. <laughs> oh, my God. I admire your ability to sit through that because I don't think I could. Oh, I had to. I feel like disrespectful. I suppose because I'm I a filmmaker background. and background, I feel disrespectful. Because like, it was an Australian film. Like, mm. In the end, I'm like, well, I want to support Australian yeah, films. So that's fair enough. I'm glad I went to watch it. But I just wasn't in the mind frame to watch that kind of At film. At that time. Um, so It was it like was- you unwillingly were just placed there. And Absolutely. Like, ah! <laughs> Absolutely, it was. Uh, we could like, I could laugh about it now, so it was funny. Yes, but um, I still want to watch the other movie that I was meant to go see. Oh, okay. We'll have to let us know. In, talking about things you've watched, I actually, um, for the first time in a long time, got to sit down and just per- peruse Netflix as to what I might yeah. like to watch. Um, just the universe aligned, and Elliot was in bed, and Troy yeah. was. And when I say like peruse on my on my own like as in without Troy because Troy was doing some work or something I don't know so I was like oh what can yeah, I do oh, I've got the world at my feet and um I was looking for a movie that wasn't on there actually I searched it but what came up was Brene Brown's Call to Courage oh I love her, oh, love I, love her. her. I haven't actually like listened to or watched her stuff since I was traveling in the caravan back in like 2019 2020 yeah um and I remembered coming across her work to do with shame and guilt and probably would be worth his mother's revisiting that but yeah um, <laughs> What it actually was on was, yeah, courage. Um, and there was she was talking about in there how to have courage. You can't have courage without being vulnerable. Yeah. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And I think in terms of like connections with friendships and just the week that I had being able to speak with you, like it does take courage. Yeah. But, it, but yeah, you can't have it without vulnerability. But the, the line that really sat with me is like um, – you know, in life, whether you're facing a struggle that's your own or if you're supporting a friend through, like, you know, with you going through your week with, with Brody and yeah. um, whatever it might be, it doesn't even mean matter if it's, you know, doesn't it could be something simple as something to do with work that feels a lot, whatever, or as mothers, like, getting out of the guilt, essentially. Yeah. Um, she talks about how in life you basically need to have courage to get in the arena. So the arena if you're going to get in there, it's going to beat you. Like you're going to, well, it's not going to beat you. Sorry. You're going to be faced with being beaten and failure. And I think we've been all conditioned in a way to think that like, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, Oh my God, this is such a side tangent from your date night. But like, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, sorry, I'm drinking water. I'm like, like I'm gulping. Sorry. (laughs) No, I didn't notice when I just like had a moment that I was like, where am I going with this? But essentially it was just really nice, but it was just really nice to sit there and be reminded that like in life, it doesn't have to be going that picture perfect well. Like you don't have yeah. to be the best perfect mother, the best perfect wife, the best perfect movie friend, picker. Yeah. movie picker. 
you know, that can still be great. Yeah. Um, you know, it is actually about coming across failure and not seeing that as defeat, mm. that it's just a part of being in the, re- the arena and there's going to be discomfort. And if you sit in the comfort, so it's almost actually like for you sitting through that movie, like that would have been really just dis- a lot of, brought me a lot of discomfort yeah. to like sit through something I really didn't want to watch. And even for you at that time being yeah. like, oh, like you actually still sat in some discomfort and, yeah. you know, you may, may or not may or may not have got anything out of that movie other than yeah. just the fact you saw it to the end. But like, yeah. I reckon that's what life's about. Like I just had these really big reminders in the last 24 hours. I think of that life isn't all about it being rosy yeah. and it also isn't about those hard times defining your life either. Definitely. It's just about getting in the ring. Showing up. Putting your little stripes across your eyes. (laughs) And, you know, having a bit of fun along the way too. Definitely. I think that's a good thing to show the kids as well. Like that's a good thing to, you know, just show up and, you know, get it done. Yeah, but I would recommend that um, as a Netflix recommendation. Well, it's Um, funny because it's one thing with Kayla, like with all the, like with usual with your friends, like one of the main conversations you have in life, I think now is like Netflix, Stan, what are you watching? Mm -hmm. We never talk about that. No. I feel like we don't because we don't. I don't don't, really watch it. Yeah. (laughs) So for Kayla to mention a a show, this is big. This is a lot. (laughs) This is a lot. (laughs) Yeah, no, um, I can't even think of the last thing I watched. Actually, something we have been watching but not on Netflix is on Stan, Yellowstone. But oh, it's yeah. like we're deep into that. Like that was that's from you, a few see, years I, ago. Oh, everyone was so into Yellowstone. I think we watched maybe three or four episodes, and we just went like, oh, "Okay." I and will like, say, just, just stopped watching it. I will say, I didn't really like it. Like it took, we I just well, passively watched it while Troy was, I think, quite more into it than I was in the first season. Yeah. Second season, it really hooked me, and then like now, I'm like all about it. Well, everyone just raves about it, so uh, I'm like, what did I do? Run into for me it again? personally. The so there's a one of the main characters is a woman. I love her. Um, and I know, already she's know like, you're talking about. Yeah, what's well, do you know what her name is? I don't know. No, I anyway. don't. Isn't that bad? But like, I just love how like her character. She's played out to be like the bitch essentially in the yeah. start, and like you know, really chaotic and whatever. But she's so fucking powerful. Yeah, like, she is. Yeah, I just love that. I did love her character. I must admit, because yeah. there's not many women written like that in scripts. Oh, it's so good. Um, and it. the fact that we don't remember her name is <laughs> not great. But... but I don't remember any of the males' names either. If that makes like okay. any difference, <laughs> I don't remember a lot these days. Honestly, baby just... brain. Hitting me hard. Where are you at with it? How are you feeling? I mean, Whew. you ate Guzman. So when you said that, I was like, wait, hang on. It was only a few weeks ago that you were like, oh, it gives me heartburn. So. One thing you'll learn about me is I do not learn my lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I will do things again and again and then complain about them and do them again. Um, and I just figure I've got heartburn like 24-7 anyway. So what the hell? And I'm going to eat whatever I eat, I'm going to get heartburn. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to eat Guzman again. And it's clearly our favourite. They should sponsor us because I've mentioned them so many times on this podcast. I personally love it too. The grill, the chicken, there's something oh, about their chicken. Anyway, God. they're not sponsored. So. They're not sponsored. <laughs> Until we are, we're not talking about them anymore. Um, but so I'm 26-ish weeks, 26, 27. This I, is flying. I just feel like we're going to oh blink. Oh, my God. And we're going to be having a crying newborn in the background or me doing it on my own because yeah. you're just yeah. like in newborn. <laughs> Like in bald up in the corner crying. Yes. <laughs> no, you're going to be fine. No, it's going to be And fine. even if you are crying in the corner, I'll be there because exactly. I don't have a newborn and I'll be there to wipe your tears and oh, lovely. I'll get you through. But yeah, Guzman. so 26 weeks. Yes, with Guzman. Here you go. <laughs> um, and so I've got my um, glucose test on Saturday. Yes. So I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, I think I told you last time I didn't have to do it because it was COVID mm-hmm. and they just did a blood test and were like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Um, whereas this time I'm going through the whole experience, which yeah. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to do because I missed out the first time. You feel time. like you got FOMO. <laughs> I do. And it's ridiculous because I'm really scared of blood tests. And oh. why would I want three in the same spot? Uh, I'm an idiot. So <laughs> I would I, say make sure you take your phone with some headphones so you can watch Netflix or something because okay. you're there for a while. Yeah. Um, it's like a few hours, isn't it? Yeah. So just I watched. I can't remember what I watched now. But also, yeah. I feel like it's going to be like a bit of a break too. <laughs> Don't tell Brenton. Like so funny what we like in our as mothers. Like, yeah. like oh, it's a break. I'm like, like I could take a book and watch a movie and like yes, you actually could make the most of it. Do also that. Freak out because I'm going to get a blood test, but that's okay. Um, so I will put my document it and 
Yeah. I'll let you ladies know how I go, or gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've really popped today. Like, mm. I'm talking, I went to school and I think three separate people were like, wow, you've popped. Because everyone's like, oh, I didn't even know you were pregnant. And then this week it's like, well, hello, belly. <laughs> and even I said to my mom, I woke up this morning and I'm like, I feel like I've got a basketball on my stomach all of a sudden, whereas I haven't felt like that this whole time. And now I'm like, wow, I'm popping. So I would say for anyone, obviously, because you can't see Tara, it's just no. at that point of your pregnancy where it looks like a like it's a well-formed Just a basketball. Belly. It's beautiful. Hanging in there. I love it. I'm like, yay, <laughs> baby. It's like that perfect time when you can just see the little bubbles. Oh, but do you know there. what I'm going to blame? Because what? for the first time ever, I went to Bump Fitness this week. Yes. Um, and I've done two classes. I've done the Reformer classes. Felt amazing. Can amazing. I just? Oh, it was so good. I felt I'm glad really. Glad you love it. Yeah. I really loved it, and mm-hmm. I didn't know that you could do reformer when you were pregnant. Like oh. I used to do reformer a long time ago with a girlfriend, um, and I loved it. Yeah. And I didn't know until bump started, and mm-hmm. I messaged her, and she's like, "Oh, you can do everything when you're pregnant." Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there's modifications mm-hmm. and things like that, and I'm a sook, and my ass is burning today, my glutes. <laughs> um, but so I'm blaming bump fitness for making my bump come out. <laughs> Could be that too. But I'm so glad you went and did that for yourself because I know you were like kind of curious about it after I was going and yep. then you went. And I was and it was – and I met Beck, um, the owner, and she's just lovely. Oh, amazing. So but I just felt really um, supported. Like, And it's I haven't done exercise in a long time just except for chasing after Bo and walking and mm-hmm. um, and just being able to do something. Like, it felt so good. I left feeling really powerful. I'm like, this is the best feeling. I love that, that you said that you left feeling powerful because that's when I first started going – back when I first started going there which is me first essentially going back to any exercise as well postpartum I felt like that too you feel really empowered because they it's not like when you go to like for me in my head I'm thinking of like when I used to train at f45 or even in like a group setting at a normal just everyday gym there's this like push to like go further than you possibly can like even within you but there you're just totally okay to just go at your own pace like there is motivation because you're doing it with other people and there's an instructor but you can fully just surrender to going at your own pace yeah it's great yeah no I didn't feel I felt supported and like motivated like they would Mm. come around and be like you can do this and that and um, which I could but I felt very capable I just felt so comfortable so good um so yeah no I had lots of fun doing that that's so good. So I'm um, hopefully oh, – the thing is two mums here, so I'm like living the dream at the moment. Making so, it happen. Oh, my God. But then that's the thing we were talking about with mum guilt before because even though mum's been here and I'm able to go to Pilates because Brenton's, you know, mm. working and then I, you know, um, caught up with a friend and I've done this and that. And I've like, I was feeling a bit mum guilt for not spending time with Bo. Yeah. But my mum is spending this amazing one-on-one time yeah, with Yeah, the him quality time that he doesn't he normally get. He is obsessed with it. But I still feel a bit like yeah. it was just that guilt that you always carry with you. Yeah. And I think it it's good to just back. recognize it. Like you were saying to me at the start, you think it will always be there. And I think to yeah. some degree, yes, I think that voice in our head is always going to be there. It's how much we identify with it. Yeah. Then create the reality based on it. Like for you, you could have just gone, oh, I'm too guilty and sat in the guilt and then not gone and done anything. Yeah. And on the flip, then just get resentful. Yeah, exactly. But just getting in the discomfort of going, oh, I can feel that. It doesn't feel nice. The guilt, guilt, the feeling of guilt, like if we talk about it, yeah. it's actually a yucky feeling. It yeah. makes us feel horrible. Like, Definitely. So it's like if you can sit in that discomfort and like recognize those yeah. thoughts and go, oh, okay, this feels uncomfortable. I'm going to get comfortable with yeah. this discomfort, see what happens. It's great. Both. But accepting help too. Exa- yes. Like that's another yes. thing we talk about a lot is mm-hmm. accepting help. And even from my own mum, sometimes I feel bad, like yep. I'm burdening her or something. But, mm. you know, she's like, I'm never here. I want to spend time with my grandson. Yeah. Like, and she's just so good with him. But it is just accepting that help and being like, oh, no. Yeah. And I think it's like the more you do it, the more you have those little like moments in your mind that you can try and remind yourself of too, like to flip the script, yeah, to be like, you know, when that voice comes up of guilt, like, you know, I feel guilty because I'm not spending time with mom or whatever Yeah, um, to, you know, start to not override it, but almost like just 
you know, come in with a kinder, softer voice of, you know, they're getting quality time together. Trying to, I guess in some ways it is rationalized with your guilt a little bit. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I even know for me, so I went to some counseling sessions um, throughout the week just to do with what I was going through. And hopefully one day I will have the courage to speak about it on here and I would like to, but now's not the time. But what was really beautiful in it, um, my counselor is saying to me, you know, you really need to start to focus on you again. And um, I got got out of the session and I called Troy and he'd had some time off work to help with Elliot, well, just to be with Elliot and say yeah. help, to be with <laughs> Elliot and support me through the time um, and so that we could be together as a family. And I was feeling a lot of guilt like for, yeah. you know, I'm, all those stories yeah. are ticking over in my mind around he's having time off work, I'm not a good enough mother, I'm not a good enough person. Like they were getting yeah. really fucking heavy sometimes, mm. those thoughts. But – I was kind of rationalizing with him going, you know what? Yeah, it's okay. I can do these things for myself and it's going to help me to be a better mother and blah, blah, blah. Um, and allowing myself to do it was the first step to go. Yeah. And then I got off the phone. Uh, sorry, I got out of the session onto the phone to call Troy and tell him I was coming home. And straight away, you know, I've got all these stories ticking in the back of my mind, wondering, you know, there is a part of me that's wondering, you know, is, does he think I'm a bad yeah. mom and whatever. Yeah. I know it's not true. He does not think that. Oh, no. But it was just so nice to get on the phone and he um, – he said to Elliot, they had, they had me on, outs- uh, on loudspeaker and he said, oh, Elliot, where's mummy been? And he kind of was like, there's dead silence. You know how that kind of <laughs> yeah, happens? Of yeah, course, they talk and talk and talk and you turn the phone on. They're just like, yeah, I they never speak stop. in my life. Yes. But then Troy said, working on and he goes, herself. Aww. And I literally like burst into tears because even for like – I didn't need that validation. I know that, but for my partner to be able to validate for me, validate that for me. And also now like be educating our son on like, mommy can go and do things for herself. And like, she's working on herself so that he knows that one day it's okay to do that. Yeah. Like that it's taken us a process in time for Troy to get to that place as well. Like he's always been so happy for me to do what I need to do, but for him to be at a stage where he's communicating that and it's because we've worked through all this stuff together around the guilt, it's just beautiful. So I think again, if you look at the, well, if I sit in the guilt story, I can, you know, be this version of whatever a good mother looks like by just being with my son 24-7 yeah. or whatever story I'm creating in my yeah. head that day. But by being in the discomfort and allowing myself to go and do things and for Troy to be there more with Elliot and have that quality bonding time, now it's like creating this new reality of like where Elliot knows it's okay for mommy to do that and also one day for him to do that too. Yeah, definitely. So that was like a little gem from that moment. And oh, that's lovely to do with the guilt but yeah it's guilt can be heavy and it's really just because it's a yucky feeling it is it is a yucky feeling but like i said i think it's one of those things that we can't just be like we're not going to have it exactly and go oh no i've just got to have some positive yeah. affirmation I think we just top, need, yeah like, exactly i think we need to learn to live with it in yeah. a, like a way of like you know it's going to be there it is we still there. need to do what we need to do for our own mental mm-hmm. health and you know it's definitely mm-hmm. more important and i think it's a pro i think it's a process of i know i was just thinking back to like when elliot was first born the guilt was so strong I couldn't even see that it was guilt. Yeah. Like that's where yeah. I was at in the mum guilt of yeah. like I knew I needed rest but yeah. I just couldn't even go and lay in the other room and let him cry for even a couple of seconds. Being held by someone, I was just fully in the guilt of like, no, I'm meant to be there yes. in those first few weeks, months. So I think it's like when you first see it, like if you can just even see that you feel guilty, even if you're not at the point yet where you can allow yourself to do the thing like just yeah. seeing it is step one yeah but even better if you can have the courage to go okay I feel this guilt but I'm still going to go and do it anyway yeah. and see how it unfolds yeah and then yeah I think it'll be like a process of recognizing it and then also it's just going to come in waves like yeah whatever's happening in your life sometimes it feels like it's easy to override the guilt and do what you That's need to it. do and sometimes and it's not even mum guilt sometimes it's guilt oh for guilt other things. for everything <laughs> like, I, yeah, I just we have guilty for, like yeah. the guilt in life 
that I think we all carry is oh, just huge. I'm calling it generational guilt, all right? Like <laughs> that is perfect. No, you're actually right. Yeah. Like it is. It's like, yeah, it actually is. But yeah, we can we can learn to live with it. I just think like yep. not to like you know, but to still do what we need to do exactly, and just have it there on our little shoulder or maybe on our back or like on your nose, wherever you want it. <laughs> I like to think of guilt as like a feeling, right? Like we were talking about this yucky feeling. Yeah. But then I try and think about it as if I was carrying like a backpack, right? Yeah. If I didn't put that backpack down every time I felt that feeling and added the feeling to the backpack, imagine how heavy that would feel, like that burden. Yeah. I I try to physically, not physically, I try to mentally sometimes just put the backpack down. That's a really, that's good. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. Steal like it. sometimes. I'm stealing it. Great. <laughs> I'm going to use that with my students. Some days it works, some days it doesn't, but it is a good analogy. Like, to yeah. Just, um, yeah. Some mentally. people are visual people, so it's good yeah. to visualize something like that yeah. instead of just being like, oh, I feel guilty. Like, it's nice to be like, okay, I feel guilty. Put it in the backpack. Put it in the backpack. Put the backpack put the down. Put the backpack down. Yeah. yeah. Put it in the locker. Put yes. It, put a code in and put forget it. the code. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Cool. Um, so. How's Elliot being sickness-wise this week? Oh, we well, yeah, are finally. I feel like it's – I bet you I'm going to come on next week and go, Tara, you jinxed me. <laughs> but, like, we, I just noticed this morning, I'm like, the cough's gone and the runny nose is gone, and that was lingering for a while. Yeah. I don't think we've actually talked proper sickness on here for a little while, though. No, we have. And, look, it's risky. It's very risky. That's why I don't think we do talk about proper sickness on here because we are too scared. We we're going to moz. Stop. Elsa. Control the head. Control the head. <laughs> abort. Abort mission. Because um, I swear to God, the minute you talk about it, it's like, boom, my kid's got a hand, foot, and mouth disease. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, my kid's got gastro. Boom, he's Tara, got a... stop. I, I said stop. stop. No. Yeah, okay. Um, but no, we're also, at the moment, we're clear. He's got a little cough, let's be honest. It's, but it's like, I don't do you, know. Do you remember when we talked about... Uh, Onions? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so the onion, remember I tried it in the room to do with sleep because I saw the TikTok about you just cut open an onion, put it in the room. Yeah, yes. it didn't work. Um <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert. The room just stunk like onion. Yeah, well, our room has been stinking like onion for a while. And now Elliot can even say when we say, what do your feet smell like? He goes, onions. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. (laughs) Because what actually it was great for, I saw it on TikTok, I believe. Um, Barbara O'Neill, she's like a naturopath, whatever. She's a very wise woman. And she, I I came across a, um, a video of hers and she talks about how you slice white onion and you put it on the bottom of babies, toddlers, you can even do it as adults. I did it when I was sick with um, the same thing he had. Put it on the bottom of the foot raw, like just raw onion sliced up. For Elliot's size feet, I did a half an onion slice, so a quarter an onion on each foot sliced yeah. up. Put a sock over it overnight. Yeah. And I did it when he had his cough and literally he did not cough. The nights I took it, didn't put it on, he would cough, cough, cough. But see, I always freak out because when you were telling me this, I'm like, uh, Bo would never let me slip an onion into his foot and be able to – because he's like so – particular with things yeah so I couldn't do it while he was awake but I know that once he first goes to sleep because I still we lay with Elliot for him to go to sleep yeah he once he's asleep he's in like I can plonk him on the bed and like he's fully asleep so I just did it within that time frame of not as soon as he's fallen asleep but once he's been asleep for like 10 minutes yeah and I just had the sock sock and I just like slid it in and done Okay. One night he pulled the sock off. Yeah, right. <laughs> or oh, don't know he took a bite out of the onion. No, but there was onion all through the bed. Um, <laughs> but, but see, that's my worry because Bo's quite a light sleeper and you know how Bo and Elliot both wake throughout the night. You just don't want to cause another wake. If but I guess up. you think about the fact if they're sick and they're coughing and they're waking up anyway, what yeah, have you true. got to lose? True. So I thought we, we thought we would try it. And yeah, that was actually a really good one. Also, she talked about a cough syrup you can make from honey. Manuka honey and onion slice up in a jar and you let it like sit and all the juices come out of the onion. Wow. Did that, worked, treat. So oh, there you go. 
Yeah, There's that was some, my little some hacks for you. Yeah, I have given Bo when Bo's had I have given him some honey before when he's had. Um, mm. Obviously, you have to be over a certain age to give to have children honey. Yeah, honey. Over one. So please, yep. PSA. Yeah, don't go over twelve months. Yeah, mm. anyone under that because mm-hmm. it can be Bad. dangerous. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, there's something in it that they can make. Which is really crazy because nothing I never like I never ever thought about that. And then you become a parent, you know everything. Yeah, um, it can cause like botulism. I think. Yes. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but that's what I. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, so that was a that was a good one for the sickness. Oh, um, wow. That's a good little tip. I, I don't have any like sickness hacks. We just those like he's always like not always sick. Touch wood. Mm. He's been sick quite a lot, but I must admit he's a good. I don't know if it's good or bad that he's so energetic when he's sick. Um, he doesn't relax much, so he <laughs> he won't just sit on the couch and watch a movie. Mm. Um, but sometimes I wish he would. Yeah. But we don't really have any. Like I said, we have given him honey before just to like settle yeah. him or just extra cuddles and yep. showers. You just got to do what you got to do to get through that time, hey? Yeah. And look, coming up to winter, and I think everyone's saying to me it's been a shock. I think at the average, I was reading um, an article and like the average um, number of viruses a child gets a year is like 12. Like that's wow. average. That's so. That's one every month. And when you think about it, Whoa. if they're sick for a week, a week or, or two, two weeks, that's like the whole year. They're that's sick. your whole life. Oh my god! <laughs> Seriously. No wonder we always feel like Brendan is like super aware because yeah. he gets sick easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if Bo just does like, like see this Bo in the corner, it's like a little sniffle. It's like. Brenton's just like goes into like overdrive. Shut He's down. like, oh my God, he can't be sick. How can he be sick again? He's been sick nine times this year. Oh my God. <laughs> and he always adds like an extra two times. And I'm like, Brenton, yeah. let's be honest. He's been sick seven times. Okay. Yeah. Just like, yeah. he's, still got, he's still got a good five to go. Oh my God. Poor Brenton when there's two in the mix. Does he oh not realize God. this is going to be tag team for the whole well, family for the next five years? Like... And I can't remember if I've mentioned on the podcast whether like you keep your second child in daycare. Mm. Because I'm so worried. Like, Bo was never sick because he was a COVID baby. Yeah. So we had seven months of, like, mm-hmm. bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I, my biggest fear is this baby getting sick. Um, I think um, I saw someone posting about that on Instagram today who has a newborn. I can't think off the top of my head, but it would be a good question put out there on our Instagram, I guess. But I feel like mm. it's one of those things. It's a fear-based thing. I think I'd be the same. I'd be like, oh, yeah. what do I do? But it's like, do you keep them in routine, the time? And that's the other thing. You, exactly. Oh, and I, like, like his whole life's going to change. I don't yeah. want to upend. He's like now loves kinder, so I don't mm. want to ruin that for him. I think it comes up as well as like when it's your first newborn baby, you literally are like, so like you're there's more fear I feel yeah. you've gone through this and it's only from me watching other mum friends have their second baby and then it's like you physically can't keep your newborn in this bubble no. like you kept the first I know. so it's like yeah and even harder when you had a COVID baby it's because oh my gosh like, yeah but um yeah so for now we're all healthy and yeah happy we are too until the next round of hand foot and mouth flies Tara the stop it you're literally putting it out to the universe <laughs> I know no we're I'm healthy, not we're not healthy we're healthy we have a healthy happy people I was thinking of something to say then it was really important Obviously oh, not that important, but like being healthy and happy. No, it was before that. It was before the young. Well, it was around the onions, but I've forgotten. No, it wasn't to do with onions, but <laughs> rewind to the onions. <laughs> oh, I've lost it. Yeah, it's it gonna be the one. most important. You're gonna be like, as soon as we stop recording, Kayla's gonna be like, I had the best idea. Yeah, and I can't remember what it was. Is there anything else on your list? Because Tara likes to keep a list. I have. Oh, I think I've told. I'm a list person, and like I was saying to you, my baby brain. I literally have to write everything down because I mean, I wouldn't remember my own name if I don't write things down <laughs> these days. It's really bad. So I apologize if I forget you or your number or just don't be offended. I'm not remembering much. Um, no. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. There you go. Okay, it had nothing to do with being offended either. <laughs> No, I was going to say, I feel like I'm going back to like baby days, um, like early baby days of dressing um, Elliot in the right 
Oh, oh, I guess that trauma of thinking of oh like what, what, how the many weather. layers. Yes. Yes. Because it's getting so cold. It's, oh, it's Gold Coast, back. but like. It's all coming back to me. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, oh my God, like have I dressed him like in the right. I just feel like, oh, I forgot yeah. what it's like when it's winter. Like summer. Yeah. These kids are good, like especially yeah. in Queensland. Like, well, see, I hate summer too because it's like it's too humid in the room. What do you wear? Like are you hot? Are you cold? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm like kids sleeping in an abbey. You're oh good. Like God. we're good. But winter, I'm actually thinking, and I guess this is that part of me, the guilt of yeah. like, oh, my God, didn't I dress him warm enough? But literally was like trying to follow everything and do everything right. But this kid, like I dressed him in like a 3.5 tog. Yep. Thing. Yep, that's what we're His bonds onesie and two singlets underneath. Two. Because we don't have a heater in our room and it get and now we yeah, have a we massive, don't. massive, massive glass window, like huge. Yeah. Like, it's a wall length window. It's massive. Yeah. And it gets like icy cold. It's like that window too, it must we're in a rental and the um glass is really thin. It like yeah. it's like it may as well not be there. Yeah, so, both a bit the same. <laughs> like camping every night. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> don't mind Brent in the background just coming through the door there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, basically I'm back to that like traumatic stage of trying to figure out what to dress him in. And I essentially realized the other night he slept really well when I put him in all these layers and he's also under the blanket with us. Hi Brenton. Hi Brenton. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Um, yeah. Have you got him in long sleeve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is all like full body suit. (laughs) Well, even the two singlet, not singlets, but you're doing sing. Oh, well one's short sleeve, one's long sleeve. Okay. Bond suit, socks, 3.5 under the blanket, cuddling us. What? Yeah. He's warm, snug as a bug and a rug. Wow. But I did not even – I didn't dress him close like that when he was, like, little, little. And he I wasn't – so I'm like, oh, my God, maybe he was cold. But You I know was how we just, talk about how bad sleepers they were? Maybe we were too paranoid about them overheating. I, I think I was <laughs> – I actually think I was yeah. paranoid about that. But also I said to Troy, I was like, oh, maybe he wasn't, you know, warm enough. And I was like, oh, my God, look what we do to ourselves as mothers. Exactly. We go back. and yeah. like. So I just want to put it out there for any mothers with very young babies getting used to – new and first babies particularly getting used oh, yeah. to that – how do I dress them? Like, we feel you. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And it never ends. <laughs> no. And to be honest, it's probably not, they're probably not cold. Like, no, I know. It might be, but. Well, they say to always feel the chest. Like, so I always feel yeah, both chest and back. That. I and know. Same. It's, oh, and even the other night, um, Elliot was like a bit clammy on his forehead. And I was like, see, Troy, he's too hot. He's like, no, I read about it. That's something else. And I was like, oh my, oh my God, God, I can't win with this yeah, kid. Yeah, you can't really. And he's old enough now, thankfully, he can just tell me if he wants it off. That's like, a good thing hot. is that there are, that, that, that's the best thing that. about this age. He's actually been sleeping pretty good. And I find like the contact, obviously, I thought being with you would be yeah. like co-sleeping. so warm. Yeah. And they even say like in the co-sleeping guidelines, again, so like don't follow what I do. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying this is what works for my family. Yeah. Don't come at me, <laughs> people. Don't But yeah, like co-sleeping guidelines is like, you know, they're meant to sleep. Whatever. I don't even know. I can't remember. I just. I yeah. Don't. But it would be less. I imagine. Basically it's... it's like, yeah, you don't need to put him in all like the sleep sack yeah. and all that. Well, we do because Elliot always rolls away from us anyway. Yeah. But at the moment, literally we have a king size bed. And last night, the three of us were in like, huddled. like one adult size space. Like I was basically <laughs> huddled up to Troy and then Elliot was huddled up on me. Like, Oh my God. And can we just say, cause we're on the Gold Coast. So it's only getting down to like <laughs> 11 overnight. I'm sorry, but I'm acclimatized to this climate. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I know in Melbourne the days are like eleven. Yes, um, but I'm the same. Like Bo's in a three point five um, tog suit. Mm-hmm. He's got um, a Bonds onesie and then one singlet. Yeah, <laughs> just two. one, just one. Um, and I think he's. But I've got flannelette sheets. I think they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a big window. He sleeps at the, co- the front of the window, and I just have like having a thermometer in your room if you're really worried. Like at least oh. you know like what the. I think that's a starting Tempers. point. But again, yes. if you're a new mom, you're listening to this for whatever reason, and you're at this point in the podcast, and you're trying all the things, and your head's going around and spinning around are they hot just know you're not alone and just no. know that you, you're not going crazy because <laughs> i had it all like and still have it all and i'm still some nights like oh my god yeah definitely so, I mean, it's just one of those things that you that's the one thing that you like will stay with you 
forever. For a long time. Forever. <laughs> well, should we end it there? I think, yeah. I think we've gone off on a numerous amount of tangents. That's great. That's perfect. <laughs> I love these episodes. They're my favourite ones, actually, where we just go... Yeah, we're like, what are we going to talk about this week? And then we're like, can't stop. Yeah. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good week. Have a great week. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.